And that was nice. And they have a new kitten. Wow. Oh, yeah. We'll have to bring a picture of him for, her, for your board. Biscuit. Wow. His name's Biscuit. Wow. Can you grab those? Beautiful. So there's napkins in case people want this. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, oh we got to help that. <laughs> What is that? Is that a sheep? It's like it's bread, a of oh. bread of the lamb. Oh, bread of the lamb. Breaded lamb. Breaded lamb. too. Who's making the sauce? Well, obviously, we'll have you take a stab yes. at it. I'll work on it. I may have some um, sweet baby rays I can throw around, but <laughs> actually, one time I did make an old school um, barbecue sauce that was like. Grape jam and honey and Worcestershire and mustard and garlic. It was so good. But it took like a jar of grape jam. I mean, it was really sugary, but it was amazing. Sounds good to me. I made a barbecue sauce that was in Chrissy Teigen's first book. I almost got a straw and drank it. It was the best sauce I've ever eaten. I'll take a picture. Yeah, take because we're always... I mean, you can get the sweet baby raisin. It'll work for a minute, but to have that homemade where it's just a fresher with that sweet, had some brown sugar in it too. It was a sweeter barbecue. It was really good. Yeah, last night, Granny, we had uh, chicken wings, Mm -hmm. ribs, and um, little Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. So we were eating way too much last night. It was tons of food. But we had good people over. So I didn't hear any invitation. Uh, <laughs> you had an invitation, but the sweet couple didn't tell you. <laughs> they, they this like, morning it was raining. Yes. And Josh was cooking breakfast for us, and Jim was holding the umbrella for him so he could cook us breakfast. So sweet. <laughs> I don't think you guys saw that. It's a really good picture. Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. is so Terry had a good idea. She goes, oh, I wish I had my camera. And I was like. I do. Yeah, send me that one, please. Yeah, that one's great. I would love that. This one, you guys were helping brother helping brother. I was like, we'll keep that. There oh. was one where your hand would have went up, but I was like, well. I'm all right. <laughs> and then this is my, mine and Jim's daughter, Cassie, and her little girl, Juniper. Oh, we were at the it, ice cream place. Isn't that and um, this was the full moon mm-hmm. the other night. I didn't catch that one, Granny. <laughs> I love the full moon. The full moon gives me a lot of energy. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna have a rice krispie treat too. Oh, mm. thank you. I guess Absolutely. I better have one. Thank you. you. Know, I'm really full. Everybody has to have one. I think so. <laughs> Everybody. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you like. Sure. Wine. It's never too early for sweets. <laughs> I toast to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, dokey. <laughs> All right, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> you did not do oh, <laughs> <laughs> Kiss your rice crispy treat. Ooh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who did this? That lovely woman over there. Nancy. Mm-hmm. And it's easy. Easy? Melt butter and marshmallows. Add Rice Krispies. Push it down. Voila. Mm, you couldn't beat out. No. Mm-hmm. That the, is really good. The trick Thank is you. in the, the marshmallow to butter ratio. That's that's where the real trick is at. Add a little extra. Because the recipe, you'll get a dry... Mm-hmm. Extra butter. I'm. I would not be surprised if I saw your dad come in and grab one and butter it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, it's delicious. Thank you. Mm-hmm. She's a smart, and wise woman over there. Mm-hmm. So she knows how to cook. So they say. I know you're. So I'm trying to think of what I do with my water. I might left it on the front porch. I'll grab it for you. Or in the garage. Okay. I'll get you. Take, you can take mine. That's what I do. <laughs> It could be a lot of places. It could be. There you go, honey. Oh, thank you. I will try. Mm-hmm. 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 Thank you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was really lovely. We had um, Jim and Betsy over, and uh, Dan and Diana, and Ace and Justine, and 
Um, yeah, was, uh, Jay. Jay, yeah. So Jay, Jay is the one who uh, cooked at your 90th birthday party. The one who wore the do, the do rag up top. Really? <laughs> yep. Yep. He was our good we person. Awesome. Person. This guy He's the best. That guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Big, big. I think I oh, sent that one to you. Oh, that's so cute. His teeth are so pretty. Oh, we'll have to let him know that. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, said your teeth are pretty. He does a good job brushing. Right. That's right. Take care of those choppers. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we ate a lot and we hung out at the campfire for a little while and it was fun. We got to tell a bunch of stories. That's wonderful. It is. It was. Can, we, can you perhaps remember one? Oh, man. Uh, I guess uh, the story of the kittens. Did you tell Granny the story of the kittens yet? I don't even know where to begin, but, you know, we've had all these stray kittens in our garage and in our backyard. So we ended up keeping one of them. So he's in the house now. He's very Ooh, cute. Time. <laughs> Mr. Chris. Hey, Mario. Hey, nice surprise. Time. Nice How you doing, Betsy? Good. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? I'm all right. Hey Chris, how's it going, brother? Doing good. How are you doing, Jim? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Our great co-host is finally here. Oh, you must be referring to yourself. <laughs> ah, um, it's you. Get over here and get me. Oh, mm. mm. <laughs> how you doing, Greg? Mm -hmm. I'm doing wonderful. Oh, yeah, why not? Pull, pull up a chair and grab a square. Yeah. <laughs> a square. I'm no square. A square of pure a square sugar. Of, uh, Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> I like your dolphin's hat. Well, thank you. Uncle Randy let me borrow this hat. I like it. <laughs> I like the colors and I like dolphins. There you go. Miami, not so much. <laughs> Actually, never really been there. I only drove through there once, but I feel like it would chew me up and spit me out. So I avoid it. <laughs> well. Take that, right? Yeah. I know my place right. where I belong. Right. So that's Terry's new kitten, uh, Biscuit. Isn't it, that pretty? I know. It I looks know. like it's the mama. Cutie. It, well, Don't you think? My, Terry's the mama for him now. Very <laughs> <laughs> cute. It's biscuit. Oh, it is biscuit. Are you a cat lover, dog mm -hmm. lover, or well, no animals? My Uncle Randy is allergic to cats, and I'm allergic to some cats. Okay. So I, um... You know, I, I don't mind cats, but yeah, I probably prefer dogs. Okay. And we, we have Leo, and Leo's over on the pet board over there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hope he stays over there. <laughs> I hope so, too. He might come eat these treats. <laughs> well, if the picture of Leo comes walking over, then we really have some problems. Right. You know, the, the spirits have gone wrong. <laughs> Well, I have a nice announcement to share with you guys. All right. Should we have the microphone? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, no, I, I, I thought we were recording. Well, we're recording actually on the phone today because uh, the actual old school recorder died this morning. So oh, no. I'm not sure what's wrong with it. So, But it's okay. This recorder okay. I have on this is going to do just fine. So, Did you try changing the batteries? I certainly did. I tried to turn it off to about yeah, no, it's, it's not getting any power right now. So I'm going to try to hardline it when I get home on... Uh, uh, a direct cord and just see if I can uh, figure out what's wrong with it. But yeah, just all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> well, fingers crossed that right. Josh will figure out the, yes. the mic problem. <laughs> all right, announcement. Announcement time for Chris. Woo! Chris's corner. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new girlfriend. Hubba hubba ding ding. Well, as if there weren't already enough Elizabeth and uh, Beth and Betsy's in our family, her name is Bethany, and she goes by Beth. Okay. Oh, Lovely. Wow. Oh, we should start calling you Betsy. <laughs> I never thought of that one before. The Betsy. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Right there. Aww, yeah, cute. cute. Oh, mm -hmm. Nice. I didn't see that. I didn't only find a selfie. Now, for people who might want to know, is this our person we went to the museum with? No, that that was Alexis. Okay. And, uh, Alexis and I, we're still friends, but we, we you know, decided. Hey. Not that kind of friends. Not a love connection. <laughs> no, we decided not Bethany's to. Bethany's and Beth's and Elizabeth's are way more better than two. <laughs> than Alexis's. Alexis's. Yeah. <laughs> Alexis's just sound like you're trying to drive a nice fancy car, you know? Oh, <laughs> very funny. So, 
So where does Bethany come from? Bethany is actually from close to Vicksburg okay. in Kalamazoo. Oh. She lives in Jones, and Jones, I know, is real close to yeah. Three Rivers. Yeah. My brother and his wife lived in Jones for many years, right on Bear Lake. So oh, nice. she probably knows right where Bear Lake is. I'll ask her about that later today. when I'm going up to see Beth after the podcast. Oh, so nice. we're going to follow, or you have you, just like Joe and Betsy going down the road that way. Yeah. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that means uh, if this lasts uh, through the through the year, Chris, next year you'll have to come out uh, during the summertime and play some gachi with us mm. over at Jim's place because now you'll have a, another reason to be out on that side of the state. So I think mm-hmm. we'll have to coordinate a date uh, on a weekend or something for you to come over and play some gachi, hang mm-hmm. out for a little bit. We so. got plenty of room. I've been on the gachi ball course. Yeah. And what, wasn't there a tiki bar on the gachi course? That's not there anymore, mm-hmm. but we have a pool with a deck now, too. Oh, even so better. Even better, <laughs> yes, way better. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's new and improved, the gachi course and uh, the compound in general. But, yeah, you, you have to come out and... Uh, We'll, we'll do a podcast from the course or something uh, one time. So mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I love that you're uh, going out that way and meeting with her and everything. That's a that's a long drive, but it's a you know good worth to get it out for there. a Sunday smooch, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but she's uh, Beth is a real sweet girl, and she has two younger sisters, and I just recently got a nephew. So from her her second the middle sister. So okay, <laughs> nice. And so how did you meet her? On Match.com. <laughs> That's awesome. So, and she's, your, how old is she? She's the same age? No, she's, uh, Beth is seven years older than me. She's oh, okay. uh, 33. So That's awesome. Well, <laughs> not only is she robbing the cradle, the, the way I look at it, Beth is the first girl I've ever hung out with who was alive for my parents' wedding in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. What does she do? Well, her family has a business. They have a, a powder fastener, a powder coat and fastener business. Oh, wow. okay. A fastener okay. business. I might need to chat with you because we <laughs> purchase fasteners, and right now I'm having a hard time finding another fit for fasteners. Mm-hmm. I have a really good source, but we like to quote everything out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the bigger fastener places say we're too small for them. They don't even want to deal with us. So, mm-hmm. hey, wait, what? let's exchange numbers sometime. <laughs> when the love connection becomes a business connection, yeah. here on Treasure Talks with Granny. <laughs> well, let me, uh, I can't remember the name of the business, but I could try to find it on Facebook for you. Yeah, the name would be good. I, and we don't do the powder coating, but we certainly do the fasteners. <laughs> well, I should mention their her family business. They're based in Bristol, Indiana, so I don't know if that's too uh, yeah, okay. Like a too All right. <laughs> Maybe not be. I mean, that's well, not yeah. They probably have an alpha truck that they do local deliveries with. So, because Bristol's not that far. So, do they? Her, does she live with her parents? No, no. So. Beth has her own house, but here's the funny thing. Her house is only three doors away from her parents' well, that's house. that's nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I was just asking because I wondered if they went to Indiana a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, to, um... Well, because actually the office for their business. Because yeah, Jones is right about at the Indiana border. Absolutely. I mean, it's right. miles from right. the Indiana yes. border. Oh. Is that by cold water then? Yep. No. Well, well no. about um, no. 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. it's west. It's yep, um, right, right through there. So I was going to say, Beth and I, we, the, our first date was in, uh, in cold water. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, we met A up. A good halfway-ish, or? Yo, well, no, well, more yeah, like yeah, three, yeah. three quarters of the way for me. And only <laughs> yeah, that's that's what friend. gentlemen do. Thank you, yes. I, I do try to be a gentleman. And Beth, she's come down twice to, to Downriver, so that's good, too, but, uh, to see me. But anyways, um. No, the uh, we went to Ponderosa in Coldwater, one of the last Ponderosas in Michigan. Wow! Yeah, yeah I didn't even know there was a Ponderosa yeah. anymore. Wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we avoid that one all at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jones is. Let me get it in because it'll pop up. Oh, where'd it go? Well, it's right. Well, there's Bristol, Indiana, and the county line, and it's under oh, Constantine. Oh, yeah, so it's like so three rivers yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably, what, 20 minutes southwest of Three Rivers. 
Yeah. Oh, here it is. So There's where you can see Jones, Jones and it's a straight shot down to Bristol. House. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Chris has got that a makes... three-hour, little over three-hour drive to get there. Wow. Yeah. But, hey, that's what love will do to you. Right. Love will make you drive three hours. That's okay. right. Just like... Grant... Smooch. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Granny taking the train all the way to New York to see Grandpa when well, he came right. back from the war. You know? It was worth it. That was worth <laughs> it. Yeah. That, that was probably more like 23 hours of a train ride, I would right. imagine. So, uh... Yeah. Did you have babies yet when you did that, or was that before babies? I, I don't... Remember that one? Okay, but that's a. I don't have so much memory for anything. Well, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, long time ago. <laughs> no, you didn't have the babies yet, but uh, that was when you were bringing uh, Mr. Wonderful back from war, and then you guys oh, were able okay. to start your lives together in Wyandotte. Right. So yeah. Well, he was a really a great rascal. Yeah, he was a great man, and. Uh, yeah, I, the more I learn about him, the more I'm, I'm right. impressed by who he was. And, and I should just know because you loved him. That, right. That should mean all on its own that he right. was great. But And I'm a good person. You are. <laughs> one, one of the absolute best. Hallelujah. Ever, <laughs> one of the absolute Amen. best I ever met, for sure. No doubt. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, aside from uh, the Bethany uh, announcement, any other big things going on in life right now? I no. mean, that is big enough. Oh, know? yeah, it is a real happy thing. But, no, pretty much it just it's still working at Woodhaven Lowe's, and uh, yep, things are going good, and Randy's still working at BASF and wind up. Nice. You and Randy live together, right? In your house, that's right. (laughs) We're taking good care of your house. It's it's turned into the front house for the. But it's your house now. The bachelor pad. The bachelor pad, that's right. Does Randy have a lady? No. Not currently? Not currently. But, but, you know, he's. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping his options open. He just bought a PlayStation 5, too, so that's all. Oh, <laughs> his options. Mm-hmm. Sounds like my son Max's options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that Max was real good at video games. He was, yeah. I think he still is. I, I, uh, I don't know how much he plays anymore. But I don't I... think as much because he's trying to create a second um, income mm-hmm. doing yard cleanup and stuff like that. So, Aww. yeah. Yeah, he started his own business. He's got a Facebook page going. And, um, <laughs> yeah, seems to be real happy with it. Yeah. Oh, that is very nice. And I know Cassie has her own floral, floral business. So. Oh, yeah. And she's pregnant with her second baby. <clears throat> she's going to have a little boy. Oh, And right so now nice. they're thinking his name is going to be George. Oh, wow. little baby George. My dad's dad was named George. <laughs> her husband's grandfather was George mm-hmm. and he really admired and loved his grandfather mm-hmm. and that's one of the only names she said right now it's not 100% but that they really kind of like and both mm-hmm. sort of agree on it is a good name my yeah my grandpa was George Elwood and he died George Elwood died on December 8th 1980 and let's see if any of you what, what celebrity died on December 8th 1980 <laughs> George I know, Burns I know the mm. answer to this one right? no George Burns died the year I was born okay 1996. that was <laughs> my George guess. Burns would live for a while mm, no, he was 100 oh yeah no I'm trying to think who died in 1980 the Duke no a John Wayne you're close John Wayne <laughs> okay, John Wayne was guess. in 1979 so you were real okay. close um and you had the right first name Mm-hmm. Well, John Lennon, but that wasn't the right date. Mm-hmm. It was John Lennon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my, okay. So Grandpa George, my dearest dad, died the exact same well, day as John, John Lennon. Lennon. Wow. Yay, John Lennon! No more great music? Darn it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when John Lennon got shot only because my sister, Patty, who was eight years older than me. So in 80, I was eight. <laughs> she was 16 and she was bawling. She oh, was, yeah. oh, John Lennon. I mean, she, I was like, who's John Lennon? <laughs> and that same day, I accidentally spilled some nail polish remover <laughs> on her fake pearls. Oh. And it chewed away the enamel of her fake pearls. So I was glad she was distracted. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, John Lennon. <laughs> Thank you for uh, taking She never knew it was me. <laughs> ruined her fake pearls. Well, I'm glad she didn't find it. recording now. Well, Granny, you might, you might want to take back all those nice things you said about Betsy over here. It sounds like she was devious. <laughs> I told you I was a little naughty. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> 
Oh, you can go ahead. No, got it. Well, I just gonna say, speaking of anniversaries, uh, this coming Sunday. Wait, no, no, I'm sorry. It's Friday. Sorry, Friday, uh, August nineteenth will be fifteen years since I got hit by the car. Wow. You didn't know I got hit by a car? Let's talk about this. I don't remember that I don't story. remember the story. So when, like, I, when I was 11 and Randy and I were bike riding. Oh, I vaguely remember you talking about this. Maybe even early in the podcast, we might have talked a little bit about it. But, but tell me again. I, yeah. Sure. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> All right. I'm going to want the uh, Cosmopolitan version. Uh, oh, Cosmopolitan. Oh, okay. I want the people version. People yeah, exactly. Give me gossip. Give me gossip. Well, I, I know the driver who hit me, she was crying, very sad. I she bet, terrible. Yes. <laughs> so Randy and I, we were bike riding in Southgate, right at uh, Eureka and Trenton Road, busy intersection right by 7-Eleven and uh, the BP gas station and Taco Bell. So anyway, so we were not following the crossing signal. I, I was 11 and Randy was 14 and we crossed and... Randy says that I was in front of him. I don't remember that, but I, I'm evidently he didn't get hit. I get so. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> he pushed him in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go, Chris! Go, go, go! Women, <laughs> well, <then> stop! <laughs> you got a window. <laughs> so a car on Eureka Road was turning left onto Trenton Road. They, they, it was. Uh, so she didn't see my brother and I crossing. So I got hit. Um, and she was going within the speed limit and everything, but still, I I was knocked off of my bike, and uh, I was able to stand up and everything, but my leg was a little bit, or more so my foot. My foot was a little bit bent, and I, so I, you know, and they, and... So they set you back down, so you would put any pressure on it? Yep, they had me sit down on the grass by the gas station, and... I'd say about a dozen or so drivers got out of their cars, you know. Oh, that's kind. Oh, yeah, real nice. And uh, Southgate Police, they were the first on the scene. They got there in only like two minutes or so, very fast. And the ambulances, too, were there within five minutes, two ambulances. And um, so here's the funny part. I think I might have shared this part of the story because I think Randy used to get a kick out of this. So mom, my dad was at work at the time, but... My mom uh, was on the phone with Aunt Marissa, <laughs> and um, they uh, so my brother tried calling on you know neither of us had a cell phone, but someone one of the bystanders <laughs> let my brother borrow their phone to call our parents. So um, he didn't know that mom was on the phone with Aunt Marissa, and he tried calling multiple times and. You know, the police officer on the scene, my brother said, I can't get through to our mom. And the officer said, okay, we'll take care of it. And I don't know if you, any of you guys are aware, but 911 dispatchers, they can break through to phone on landlines. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so the dispatcher broke while my mom's on the phone. All of a sudden, my mom heard... <laughs> 911 is it 911 this is 911 is this Mrs. Bowdler? <laughs> oh god what a, and then she needed 911. Yeah. 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 Holy yeah. cow. She go running down the road. Oh yeah, she came in. and Aunt Marissa got off the phone. So Aunt Marissa didn't she hung up before the dispatcher said, you know, that you know, your son has been in a, a small accident. And so my Aunt Marissa didn't know what had happened. So she called back multiple times and left uh one of the messages so I think called the first time, left a message. Liz, what's going on? Call me back. Second time, Liz, I still haven't heard from you. And by maybe the fourth or fifth time, Liz, or no, this is what Aunt Marissa said. Liz, I am effing scared. Give me an effing call. Oh, man. You're, you're, you're sweet little girls, then. Granny. Oh, my goodness. It was a lot different back then because you'd landline. Bill's in you, you had, <laughs> There was a lot more of that phone tag. Playing oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My friends and I in high school, when other people's phones were busy, we would call the operator and say, this is an emergency to break the room. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>, little girls. <laughs> <laughs> and I should say that when my mom call, did call back Aunt Marissa, that Aunt Marissa, she said, okay, well, I'll drop everything what I'm doing to come see you guys. <laughs> so so that re- definitely redeemed herself for, for accidentally swearing. <laughs> she effing apologized. I don't know if she yeah. It was an effing accident. <laughs> <laughs> cool. so, we were going to train rolling. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. 
You guys are rolling out? Yeah, I think we're going to need... I hear the train coming. Well, it's rolling down the road. Thank you so much. Hey, thank and you. I ain't seen sunshine since. I don't know when. Sorry, false impression. And... Time, Time keeps, keeps moving, moving on. on. <laughs> and I hear that with the world. It's always great to see you, Chris. Right. Give your mom and dad a big hug from me. Absolutely. It's always it's great to see you. I love you. Always. You are always so happy. Nice I try to be. It takes too much energy to be happy. Great to see you, brother. You too yeah. have a nice like drive. Say, you too. Like right here, 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 Thanks, Batsy, for coming out. Really Peace appreciate out, it. Treasure Talks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day. I think Debbie's in the backyard. Yeah. And like a whirlwind, <laughs> the Jim and Betsy train is gone. Uh, <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I hope. Are you. Yeah. Together again. Together again. again. <laughs> and so. <laughs> well. Oh, man. So you're feeling good? Yeah, Life's I'm feeling good. Oh yes, feeling real good that I didn't get hit by a car again. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. But that definitely stuck in your mind, obviously, because that was probably a very exciting day. <laughs> yes, very. It was actually, if anything, it was embarrassing because Aww. people, after you get hit by a car, people are riding a bike. People are always like, "Well, you should, you should have been wearing a helmet." Like, oh. don't you see? I didn't have any head injury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. And the best part of the story, when I so I went to the hospital and they found so the doctor came into the room and said, "All right, Chris, you uh, you have zero injuries except for some soft tissue damage in my foot, but you have no injuries. You're the luckiest boy in the world." And I, eleven years old, I thought, "Well, that's a good statement there. Like that's a being the luckiest boy in the world." How do I respond to that? I remember to Grandpa Paul how. Whenever mom and dad, Randy and I, when we would play Monopoly, uh, my mom used, and Randy would imitate it too, my mom would say, Spear of Paul Delisle, don't let me down now. <laughs> so that was the first thing. The doctor says, you're the luckiest boy in the world, Chris. I said, Spear of Paul Delisle. And he's probably like, all right then. <laughs> well, no, actually it was a she. The doctor, she said, uh, she's like, huh, what? And, uh, and mom and aunt and Marissa, they couldn't stop cracking up. And, and my mom said, well, Paul Delisle is my dad. And we, you know, it's just a funny joke, inside joke that we say a lot. The doctor's like, oh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> she was probably about to send you back to get another CAT scan. To see mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should have just been the three, two, one glory at that point. But I, I, I love Spirit of Paul Delisle, you know. By the Spirit of Paul Delisle, I have the power. Well, well the, and ironically, too, I wonder if when she heard the last name Delisle, because Larry Delisle was at Wanda Hospital oh, yeah. when the accident happened. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if she thought, I, are you talking about that one guy? Right. Oh, look, one yeah. of the kids in there was at the same. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Oh, man. Yeah, because that would have been much closer to when it happened. Yeah, not oh, that far. I mean, oh, about been... eight, 18 years after. Oh, was it? Okay. So, so fresher than now, but yeah. yeah. And I know that because that also happened the year my parents were married and the year Beth was born was the, the accident oh, okay. was mm -hmm. August 2nd or August... No, I th I'm sorry. I think it was August 1st, 1989. And, be and I... Because... Then he was sentenced almost exactly a year later after Larry yeah. Delisle was found guilty. And uh, why did it take that long? Oh, just trials. Like they, it. That's how long it takes them to like put the jury together and to you know gather all the evidence and everything for a court trial. Yeah, they want to make sure they don't uh, you know just haphazardly push the trial through without knowing all the evidence. And mm -hmm. and there was a lot of. There's a lot of stuff to investigate at that time because nothing made sense when when that guy drove into the river. Like I, I, there were so many weird things about it, mm, so I had to twists. had to do a lot of investigating and uh, a lot of interrogating, apparently as well. Oh yeah, and, as and we learned later on the, from that. Um, yeah, that the confession tapes. Yep. Yeah, and they also there's a podcast too. I I can't remember the name of it, but 
I think I might have sent it to you guys. You, you said something about it. I don't remember if you sent me the link to the podcast. You might have, actually, now that I think about it, but I had I haven't listened to that one yet. That's uh, It's on my list, for sure. They interviewed Larry Bilal from prison, and, um, well, I don't want to spoil it too much for you, but, um, but yeah, he and he's very uh, willing, answers all the guys' questions, and very... And, uh, well, this isn't spoiling too much. Larry had COVID in 2020. Oh, he caught COVID in prison. And, uh, but, um, huh, I had no idea. Yeah. He, well, I, I don't think he, they probably, they do, there's probably not a lot of news outlets <laughs> covering him. But, uh, how did you find that out? I literally just Googled Larry Delisle. And I think I looked for him on YouTube. And that's where I saw they mm. had like uh, the, uh, about the podcast. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's such a sad story. But the, the documentary, the confession tapes, that was brilliant. And, I mean, sad it to was, watch. It was something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I actually watched all the episodes, both from season one, season two. And, and I think the Delisle, that story, that the Delisle episode was my favorite. The only thing, I wish they would have interviewed some of the jurors. It would have been nice to hear what the jurors thought. And, and I know this would have never... Would never happened, but if they interviewed uh, Suzanne a lot, the the Mrs. Mrs. Yeah, Dillard. she doesn't. Yeah, no. she's she's been she, off the radar yeah, for years. She changed her name. Yeah. That's what my mom said. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and and then my other favorite episode, the confession tapes, was uh, the one that took place South Carolina, where the guy he was accused of um, murdering his girlfriend, like oh, in. What? A, I'm sorry. I said, "Oh boy." Oh yeah, and they he was accused of setting the bar where she worked at. He was accused of setting the bar on fire, mm, and uh, that's always a good plan. Wow. <laughs> people people will be okay with you getting rid of that girlfriend, but you get rid of the local bar, people are going to be awfully mad. You know, where am I supposed to go drink now? You know, exactly. <laughs> Not, and they all come after him. Well, and it just it it was interesting because it was another one of those stories where like he started off as saying like. I am completely innocent. You know, I loved my girlfriend. And then, supposedly, because they don't have any video from that interrogation. The interrogation video had been lost, but uh, no no audio recordings. But supposedly, the police, they coerced him into confessing. And... um, and then when he went to trial, he pled not guilty, but because of the, the confession. And they even, they interviewed one of the jurors. The jurors said that, you know, the biggest fact in the case is supposedly he confessed three different times. To, and they said, it just, that was their big piece of evidence. You yeah. Know? So that's how he was convicted. And eventually what happened, they had um a special investigator who looked at, because it had been like 15 or so years later, the technology had changed and they were able to do different DNA tests and uh, hair hair follicle tests. And they found out that there was no clear evidence. That, yeah. on this, so he ended up being, um, uh, he was... Uh, acquitted or... Right, acquitted, yeah. removed, released from prison. Oh boy. Huh. I think, personally, I think he is innocent because there was no evidence in that. I, the way he tells the story. And, too, like, his new girlfriend, like, new girlfriend kind of shed some light, you know, on what happened. So, um, she seemed like a legitimate person. You okay. Know? But, um, but anyways. Well, so. those types of documentaries are always built to make you uh, question yourself. I mean, like, that's the whole... <laughs> purpose of the way that they present the information is like by the end of the first episode you're like i know exactly who this thing is you know and then <laughs> they get to the next piece it's either the episode or it's the next act of it or whatever you you know however length it is but the next one is like now we told you in the last time that this person did it for sure but now let me tell you something that might change your mind you know <laughs> well the delilah thing like i always said like because my parents they both think that larry well my dad definitely thinks that larry Delisle was guilty and my mom i i think she said that she thought larry was guilty my big thing i thought well why would he drive his car intentionally drive his car in the river if he can't swim and and, but then someone said, how do you know for sure? that Do they have evidence? They, he might be lying. That he might be perfectly sure. capable of swimming. Yeah, I mean, lots of it definitely doesn't add, add up. up. Doesn't and and in the grand scheme of things, it's because it's behavior that we don't understand. We're, right. We so. come from, you know, we're pretty blessed in just how good our family is, how good our genetic pool is. Like, all these things, we don't have, you know, we have people who are dealing with, 
uh, mental illness issues in our family and stuff like that, but they all have uh, better support systems. They have better tools to, to deal with those things within our with our own family. Mm-hmm. And we kind of can take that for granted because we don't really always realize that other families don't have that tight support system. And, and maybe there are just issues going on with people. Mm-hmm. Um that we don't understand because it's so far from our reality. Our reality is that if things go really bad for one of us, we all support each other and help out. And and so we don't get desperate and do desperate things. And sadly, driving your kids into a river like that, that's a desperate thing by somebody who's not thinking clearly one way or the other. Clearly, there's something wrong that's, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, being possessed by Satan, so to speak, or whatever it is, something is driving the bus the wrong way. And we, I think it's hard for us to, to materialize that because it's so far removed from how we do our lives on a daily basis. And it's so far removed from how uh, we see the world. So yeah, it's, it's tough and we want easy answers. There's no easy answer to this. At the end of the day, you got four kids that were, that died, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you got uh, uh, a guy and, and his wife who didn't. And at the very least, that's a messed up situation. That's a very, very difficult situation for people to process because we don't, we don't think about that regularly. And so, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I don't know. I, 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 I hope nobody would ever do something like that purposefully. I mean, I really mm-hmm. truly hope that that's true. Um, I know that there have been instances that, all evidence points to people do it purposefully at times and you know and it doesn't change the outcome at the end of the day you know his uh whether it's just because he went mentally ill and uh whatever he probably you know needn't stay away from society due to that part and sadly or if he truly was just a psychopath we don't know you know i told my dad i said well if if people were concerned that I said my solution would be uh, Larry Delal, if people were thinking about re- re- releasing him from prison, all you got to do is take away his driver's license for the rest of his life. But my dad said to me, but still, he might like like Josh was saying, he might still have, you know, be you know not not right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, and and what kind of life do you live at that point too? I mean, like you get out back into society, and everybody's already got their story of how they view you. Um, it is there's no life for him left out in in society world and, and it sucks but it's just true we uh we do a lot of forgiveness as human beings but there's some things we just will never forgive and and harming children is one of those things and um yeah and no matter what i mean even if evidence came out today that 100 was like nope he didn't do this on purpose like uh, you know we found we finally found the glitch in the in the car or whatever people are not going to forget all the rest of it. They're just not. And it's it's terrible and, you know, but it's, it is the reality for his situation. Did you hear that uh, John Hinckley was released from, from... I did hear that. Yeah. yeah, and that's a great example of another person who, you know, clearly has not got much for life outside of those walls, but... He's becoming a musician now. Okay. <laughs> and he plays the guitar How really old well. is Hinkley? He's my, around my dad's age, so... Oh, uh, not that old, like okay. Yeah. 60, 67 or so. Okay, yeah, interesting. I mean, I I guess I'll be as interested in his uh, music as I was Charlie Manson's, but... Uh, <laughs> You're funny. Which which is none, but... <laughs> personally, but... Uh. Well, and, oh, so, so, so anyway, uh, switching topics from murderers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nice. Um... So uh, that podcast I sent over to you again, Chris. The history of music. That that 99th and 100th episode were very interesting because it it weaved the story of Beatles and Beach Boys in a way that I didn't really think about it before and like just kind of telling their nerves. Did you get a chance to listen to either yet? I started to listen to episode 99. Okay. Excuse me. I listened to the first half hour or so and uh, it was really interesting. Nice to hear about the... The backgrounds of the Beach Boys' childhood and their their parents, and so I learned some new stuff and like how they were saying that early on when the Wilson brothers and Mike Love and Al Jardine when they were listening to the Four Freshmen, how yeah they were realizing like how I just thought that's cool that like Brian Wilson he said well this is real sophisticated the the four part harmony series and he said but I I bet we could imitate that and they they definitely the Beach Boys. Uh, they have the best harmonies, in my opinion, of any rock band. 
I, well, it's so funny because I never, I, I know about the four freshmen and I've, I mean, I know I'm not like a huge fan of them, but mm-hmm. I've definitely heard plenty of right. four freshmen stuff over the years. I never in my life thought about the comparison of the way they do their harmonies compared to the way the Beach Boys do. And then now after hearing that podcast, I can't hear it the other way now. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's totally, it's that style. Like they really, they picked up the, the same kind of phrasing of their chords uh, mm-hmm. through their vocals. And with the, also the fact that they're using the bass note as your, as your fifth note in the, in the harmony is brilliant. But uh, yeah, it's such an informative podcast. I, and I love the fact that he doesn't, he doesn't really take a moral stance on anything. He says, you know, you, you do have to understand that this is the claims from this side, this is the claims from this mm-hmm. side, and this is kind of what we see in the factual nature. But he doesn't mm-hmm. morally take a stance on any of it. It's just like, you know, you can you can believe or, or feel what you want to about Mike Love, but Mike Love <laughs> brought this to the band. This is what he brought. You can feel whatever you want to about Brian Wilson, but this is what Brian Wilson brought to this band. You know, and it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting to hear it from that perspective. And I'm definitely interested to hear... As it goes further into the '60s, um, he'll check back in with the Beach Boys, obviously, because there there's a few monumental th- changes for them, um, you know, that made changes for rock music as a whole. So he'll come back to more songs of theirs at different times, and I'll, I'll be interested to see how that story continues to go. And I may have to go and check out the source material uh, that he was using for the biographies. The Beatles one was definitely I. The Beatles one blew my mind. I, I have studied the Beatles for years, and there was stuff that he was pulling out of some of the biographies on them that I had never heard. So, Oh, I was just going to say, I, I was listening to the Beatles one on my drive here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have the Beatles one CD, the greatest hits album. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Terry's favorite of the Beatles albums. Well, it well, used to be, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it's fine. Well, because you liked all the, the yeah, early Yeah, we bought hits. that for my mom. Right. Yeah. Because she was the biggest Beatles fan of life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that about Dolly. In her later years, she really loved the Beatles. Oh, yeah. well, I wish I would have told her about the John Lennon fact. Because I, I tell any time someone brings up about the Beatles, like even... Peep customers at work. If someone is at Lowe's, if I see a Lowe's customer with a Beatles shirt, I'll be like, I like the Beatles too. And you know, I have a connection to the Beatles. My <laughs> grandpa died the exact same day as John Lennon. And, and and if they're really interested, I'll say, well, and my other grandpa died the same year as George Harrison, but a couple months before. <laughs> <laughs> it's as if you were connected at the hip, you know. <laughs> And just out of curiosity, had I told you guys before that John Lennon died the same day as Grandpa George? Yes, and you and I, I had talked about that before. I don't uh, know if you told Terry before, sure. but um, <laughs> but yes. I, and that date always sticks out in my mind because uh, of Doob's birthday um, and uh, Pearl Harbor Day. Oh, December like, 7th, yeah. yeah well, yeah. Doob's birthday is the 8th, and, and I think it's the 8th. It's no, I thought she told me her birthday was on December 7th for a heart I knew it was one of the two, but yeah, I always remember that cluster over there that there's all those dates in together. So. Sorry, I didn't mean to correct you. I just, because I remember Debbie. I, oh, I have no problem being corrected, Chris. You, can, <laughs> well, I, you are much better well, with dates than I ever well, will be. Well, the only, it wasn't even so much the date. I just remember, because Debbie told me one time, she said it was always funny that she would say to people, it's my birthday, happy Pearl Harbor Day, and oh then God. people would say, Pearl Harbor Day, you shouldn't be, that's not a happy event. <laughs> well, you, get, you get Pearl Harbor with her birthday, which is a huge event, because when uh, when she's celebrating her birthday, it is all about the queen. She she loves her birthday time, and yes. it's very, very important to her, so mm-hmm. if you got if you came over to her house on, a, on her birthday and didn't know it was her birthday, you will get Pearl Harbor by her birthday. <laughs> you will get pulled into a, uh, a birthday attack for the day, So I, and I love it, you know. She's the only Delisle that I know who does that. All the rest of us are all like, eh, birthday. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. yes. That's uh, my my big sister. Debbie. Oh. But I always call her Doob. So, uh, and only because as a little kid, she came into the living you room say it. and said, do not call me Doob. Nobody calls me Doob ever again. My name is Deborah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, you're Doob forever then. You know <laughs> <laughs> That because that's what little brothers do. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> the youngest. Me and Josh are both the youngest. Yes. Right. We're, we're the, the button pushers. <laughs> yeah. We're button pushers. I always like to keep track of all the youngest in each family. It's uh, Jenny, Josh, Monica, uh, Margaret, 
Oh, I skipped Uncle Fred. Charlie, my or Margaret, Shannon, myself, and Megan. Yeah. Okay. Boy, you got a great yeah. memory. Thank you. Youngest unite. <laughs> <laughs> well, and because we all kind of, I noticed Josh has never been bossy or pushy, but. <laughs> Charlie has been bossy and pushy. Shannon, as much as I hate to admit it, when she was younger, she could be a little bit bossy. <laughs> I definitely have been bossy and pushy. Uh, Margaret, bossy and pushy, and I will. Now, Monica, though, I I didn't grow up with Monica. I only saw my as an adult. Monica is very sweet and wonderful. So I, but as I, to be fair, I will, you know. <laughs> well, I think if we looked at it from the perspective of her siblings, I think they see her as being bossy or pushy. Monica, Monica's the organizer of, of Dave's kids. Uh -huh. Like when, when something goes down and Dave's kids got to do somewhere, Monica's in charge. She, yeah, without a doubt, she's she's the bossy, pushy one of that group. And I, I'm the bossy, pushy one of our of my family. It just materializes a little bit differently. But I, when it comes to organizing and running things for anybody in my group, it's it's me. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Um, yeah. How many is in your group? Four. Well, I am. I, I got uh, Paul and Jim and uh, Dube. And so uh, all, all three of them are much older. Well, not much older, but my, my brother Paul's nine years older than me. Jim's eight years older than me. And then Dube is uh, six and a half years older than me. So. Well, since we're, uh, I want to say about, uh, well, this doesn't really have to do with being bossy or pushy, but I wanted to share a real happy memory about Granny. And uh, I remember Granny took Randy and I to, and I've been meaning to share this on the podcast. I just now thought Great. of it. I love it. <laughs> we were at Bishop Park. I think it was in the summertime because there was a lot of kids there at Bishop Park and Windette. So Randy and I, uh, Ra Granny took Randy and I there, and Randy and I, we were going to go on the merry-go-round. And there was a lot of other kids who also were getting ready to go on the merry-go-round. So Granny started walking over. She said, oh, I'll push you guys. You know, push all of us kids on the merry-go-round. But before Granny could walk over, these two older kids, like around Randy's age, they said, oh, no, we'll, we'll push the merry-go-round. And so these two boys, they pushed the merry-go-round. And then Granny, sure enough, afterwards, Granny went up to both of those boys and asked their names. And she thanked both of them by name. Aww. So that's that, that, that sounds exactly like Granny, always uh, uh, being the nice one at the park, and uh, you know, always understanding when other people are doing good and recognizing it. Wow. Thank you. I hope I live up to that. You have certainly you have always lived up to that. And, yeah. and I think also not to take away from what Josh said, but I think Granny has had an extraordinary love for children and. And I will another one of my favorite memories of Granny, um, Mom and Dad. We're on vacation, so Granny, it was a Friday, and Granny was picking me and Randy up from Christ the King School, and I was in second grade, Randy was in fifth grade, and I won't say the name of my teacher, because Dahlia also has had the teacher, and she, and, uh, but anyway, so uh, we'll just call her Mrs. Smith. Okay. Right, so. what it is. <laughs> Mrs. Smith, um... I did something kind of foolish. I like she had gathered us all around to show us something on the, the, the table in the classroom and we were all were standing and I kneeled down and the only reason I think I just kneeled down because I was tired or whatever, but she didn't Mrs. Smith didn't like that I was not doing what the other kids were that I was kneeling down when the other kids were standing. So Mrs. Smith was like did a double take. So class, what you're gonna do? Christopher, go on to the hall. And and I went on to the hall and uh, and which should be enough punishment, but no, when she got, she told me I had to write my name on the board, you know, I mean, it, penalized for the day. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if I ever told mom and dad that I was penalized for that day because they, since they were on vacation. But so when Granny picked me, when she was there, she says, uh, I got into the car. Granny says, Hi, Chris, how was your day? I said, Oh, it was terrible, Granny. Mrs. Smith was rude to me. And, <laughs> and Granny says, Oh, that's awful. Well, Mrs. Smith, if she's mean to kids, she, Mrs. Smith must have a really sad life. <laughs> And even then, I realized how extraordinary that was, how nice that was of Granny, because I would say a good 95% of all grown-ups, would, they would say, well, what did you do to make Mrs. Smith right. angry? Well, and, sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. But Granny wasn't like that. Granny always had the child's best interest in mind. Well, and always the 
Granny, the thing that I always think of with you is you always had that next question to think about, not just what's happening and what somebody did wrong to you or around you, but why? Why? What might have been happening that would cause this to happen? And my my favorite one for you as an example is, I remember you and I were on a treasure walk, and um, you know, of course, having our little plastic bags, picking up trash that we called <laughs> treasures and putting them into the the bag. And I remember stopping and complaining because there was a candy bar wrapper. Um, it was on the, the the street, like right at the curb. It was kind of tucked in there. So I reached over and grabbed it. And I said to you, uh, something along the lines of like, what kind of pe what kind of pigs would just throw their garbage out on the street? And you stopped like dead in your tracks. You stopped me dead in my tracks and said, well, you don't know the story of where that wrapper came from. You, were, you said that could have blown out of a trash can or uh, it could have come off of a truck. You, you don't know where that came from. And I just remember standing there for a second going, what? But, but these people threw the and then just looking at you very calmly, not, you didn't give an inch on it. You were just like very calmly like, you just, you don't know. Don't, don't make judgments on these people or judgment on whatever might have caused this candy bar wrapper to be here. And the most important thing I learned was it doesn't matter why that candy bar wrapper was on the ground. What mattered was getting that candy bar wrapper off the ground. Mm -hmm. That's it. If you got the ability to reach down there and pick that stupid thing up and go throw it away so you can get your cookie at Granny's house, <laughs> then you do that. You don't you don't sit there and complain about it. And you don't try to come up with reasons to be distrustful or disliking other human beings around you over something you don't even know and that you didn't even see. Just pick it up. Pick it up. You got the ability to. And I loved learning that from you. But that's it's that same thing as, you know, she must be having a hard day or mm -hmm. she must be having a hard life or whatever it is. Breathe. It's okay. Whatever indignity has befallen you from somebody else, it probably comes some, from a, another place yeah. than you're even understanding. So. And look where the Lord put you. <laughs> Absolutely. Isn't that wonderful? And a lot of that came from my teachings from you. Right. So, oh. Well... Granny, I think um, Mr. Chris is anxious to go see his girlfriend, yeah. so oh, I yeah. think we need to get up and do a prayer. <laughs> I think he's got the, he's got the keys he's, already. He's, he's ready to go. He's, at, he's, having the, yeah, he's ready to uh, get a mushroom and uh, mm -hmm. go up his house. So. Right. Mar Mario's ready to bounce. <laughs> bounce? Well, let's have ourselves a prayer, Granny. All right. You want to stand up with us? And, uh -huh. Oh, yeah, We'll She's pull up this chair up. a little bit for you. She's getting up. I'll narrate. She's oh. almost there. Yeah. She's halfway up, three quarters. Now she's up. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day you've blessed us with. And let Josh and Terry continue to do great at their jobs. And bless Granny and continue to keep Granny healthy and safe. And bless all those who need your healing hand today, Lord. And let me have, let Jim and Betsy have a safe drive back to their home. And let me have a safe drive to see Beth today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Three, two, one. Glory. <laughs> all right, Chris, get back over. You gotta get a picture. You can't just sneak out that quickly. Oh, well. We did our best. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Chris, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Have a safe trip out there. Thank you for being proud. Absolutely. I always am. We look forward to meeting Beth pretty soon. I look forward to having you guys. Yeah. I love you, sweet man. I love you. Oh, thank you so much for taking time with us. Oh, well, I love to have time with you. It's, it's it's my favorite time. And it was so good to be able to see Jim and Betsy earlier. Right and Chris. Oh, we've had a great day, haven't we? We certainly have. And it just started. Yeah. <laughs>